Welcome to the Three Wine Guys with Terry, Steve-O, and Scott. I'm Dex Harrington, and today's show is a blogcast. Let's see what the lads have drunk lately. Gentlemen, commence the whining. Guys. Hey, what's up, guys? We're back. Wow, Steve's got a nice munch going on there with a some munch of cheese and crackers. <laughs> Cashews. 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 Bless you. Yes. Oh, I thought you sneezed, sir. Uh, yeah. So it's been a while, huh? It's been. You know what? I mean, it's been a shitty. It's been a real shitty year for for podcasting. You know. So for those listeners, uh, thank thank you for hanging in there. Yeah. Well, you know, we we we're doing about two a month. Yeah, that's what it's down to. Last month we did two. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then I, I forgot to put the... Uh, the oh, mi- the Mixmaster Terry. Yeah, unplugged the hard drive while it was mastering. Yeah. So the last podcast was released for a week and uh, had dead air from 19 minutes on. And Scott left it on. Well, <laughs> it improved our download numbers. Yeah, exactly. Really not much to, to say after that. Yeah. So, no. it's, funny, it's funny for the, for the new people that get, they, they get on, they don't realize that we, that we literally, you know, we bullshit for 10 to 15 minutes. Right. And then we get into wine. So, yeah. for, you know, and, and I try to do a very good job of explaining in the beginning, hey, if you new listeners, here's our M.O., you know, we're three, you know, we're, 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 we're three wine guys, we're, we're three, three buddies, guys, how you, you doing? Know, we don't see, so, you know, we don't see each other on a regular basis, so this is our time to kind of bullshit. I mean, you can't count the bathhouse. I mean, that's right. the yes. steamy, you know? Right. Yeah. So we don't really see each other. Yes. So what's new? I, um... Yeah, we. I went on vacation last. I was yeah. getting right. I had vacation on the brain before I pulled the hard drive, and right. we lost the uh, last episode. But well, we got it up there though. That's yeah, good. it's all. It all worked out. Santa Barbara, right? I was so stoked to get go to wine country. Yeah, and then um, uh, I was. You know, I really wanted to go to a bunch of vineyards, but but I was there with my family and stuff. It's like right. I I really couldn't plan anything and. Right. Uh, and Sam at uh, Sam Dappendahl, yeah. he was really generous. He's like, if you come out, I know I can meet you some pe- with some winemakers, all that stuff. And and you know, I, I really didn't want to take him up on his offer because I had like nine people I'd have to bring along with me. But um, I tell you what, beautiful country up there. Uh, yeah, I was in Santa Barbara uh, in Santa Barbara County, and I stayed in uh, Solvang. Uh, it, it was featured in Sideways. So they had breakfast there. It's sure. a, this little Dutch community. Uh, uh, it was pretty. Is cool. that where you picked up the wooden shoes? Yeah, right. I, I did. Yeah, I did. Paint. I want a Merlot color. Th- wooden yeah. shoes, Merlot color. No, no, no. no. Well, 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 that's you know, you get the, the Dutch boy paint, right? And the wooden shoes, you paint yeah. yourself. Paint them yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right down the street from um from where the Hitching Post Two is, sure. and then um, uh, we actually went to the Andrew Firestone's restaurant. We were supposed to go to the Hitching Post. It was yeah. like <sighs> too long of wait. You know, at the Andrew Firestone's yeah. restaurant, right. and I tell you, I what, think of him. I think of a big tool. You, didn't you meet him there? No? Yes. No, we, we we hung out. I was with. Uh, How was he? He just seems like a tool. He, no, he was a very, he was surprisingly nice guy. Oh, but he there did, you go. But we all went to the bathroom kind of together, and my and my buddy and I were both wearing black t shirts, like yeah. kind of by accident. So people thought like that, like we were like his security his bodyguards. <laughs> so we walked awesome. in together, and he was kind of like you know, ch- ch- you know, he was really chatty with us and everything. I mean, it was it was a really cool guy, and uh, but when we so when me, my buddy, and he went to the bathroom. We all did our thing, and I was washing my, my. We wash our hands, and he just kind of walked right through us. So he, put, oh. he, so he pissed it and didn't wash his hands. Oh, that's. I'd rather be and a tool than poppy, poppy. Yeah. <laughs> and how many people shook his hand after that? Uh, how know? about Not that? Us. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. 
So I, d- I did ask the chefs to wash their food because I remember that story, yeah. but wash wow. their hands before that. But it, it, that was a pretty cool place. They had like a little brewery restaurant thing. They had a Stoltman. Um, I know they had oh, a Stoltman. I love Stoltman. They had a Stoltman. It was from someone else, though. I, I wish I wrote it down. It was from Stoltman. Um, Stoltman it was a Stoltman vineyard. It was a Stoltman vineyard, but it wasn't Stoltman. You know, the oh, that Angeli. Oh yeah, That's oh, good stuff. Stoltman. Yeah. I still think yeah. it, just just a, just a plain Stoltman, the San Inez. I think it is. is oh yeah, that yep. is that is a phenomenal bottle of wine for like twenty four, twenty five dollars. Yep. Got a lot of it. Love that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I have, I have tons of that at home too. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I went to Ganey. Went to Ganey to visit. Uh, that was really close to to where we were staying, and um, that that was pretty cool. And I, I went to the tasting room for for Cupe. And uh, I'll, I'll mention some of the Ganey wines I had too later on. So that's cool. So nice. yeah, well, yeah. Not, go, not much going on with me. Just been like driving soccer mm. tournaments. Yeah, kids everywhere. Yeah, I've been visiting so. Indiana a lot lately. So yeah. Well, for those of you who are friends of mine on Facebook, you Steve has been living it up. On the <laughs> other hand, he's like the Bizarro Scott and uh, well, yeah. uh, every, Scott Terry every, every weekend. Just you know, you know, boobs and ass and shotgun <laughs> and beers, man. <laughs> That's what we did. You, you said they had the video on uh, Facebook doing the keg yeah, stand. And a keg stand. That, by, the, by the way, that keg stand went, it looked weak, but I, I had already shotgunned like three or four beers. So anyway, yeah. It was, back to I tell awesome. you what, I live vicariously through those pictures now. Oh, yeah. Because so. then I picture myself on that boat, and it was like, I mean, yeah, it you was know. Crazy. Um, no, not, yeah. not good. Not good with me on that boat, you know. Oh, no. No. <laughs> with me and my shirt off. No. It was like the... the there would be no girls around me like, as if they as when they're with Steve. Oh, so. you'd, be, you'd be surprised. There's some. It isn't about the guys being in shape. It's about the girls being in shape. I mean, if you're a guy, it doesn't matter what you look like. Oh, really? But God, no. Who gives a shit? That's true. I need my like. I mean, the girls are lucky to be there. Yeah. So you know, you either be you got either be hot, fun, or clean, good at cleaning. No. So I would need like my shake robe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's the pre- who's the hairy pregnant woman? Oh, that's Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God, tell her to put a top on. She's right. furry. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Can you no, imagine? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm the eye candy. For the check, <laughs> you know. And then it's just you know that's the other the other guys. You know they don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm it, on is, it is not like some like frat boy. All the guys are like thirty to forty. You know they're not these. 22 year old buff dudes because yeah, who's who can afford a boat when you're that young yeah right right so anyway there are all so, those yeah. all those kids are on like the uh what's the lake up in like kankakee oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no they go they're there at the kankakee river they're, yeah. right yeah exactly <laughs> with their power boat with yeah, the power so, fishing boats yeah, yeah. yeah no so um yeah no i was gonna say the other thing is, is that um uh ah, i lost my train of thought it doesn't matter but uh yeah so for those of you who are friends with us on on uh facebook um, the yeah, two hundred plus, whatever. If you're friends of mine, you know you can check it out. You know, so check out Steve's weekends. Yeah. They're well, oh yeah, they're well worth looking at. Definitely, so, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Little teaser for next week. We're doing uh, the next two podcasts are back to back. I don't even think we've titled them yet. They're uh, well. I don't, we don't have to say the name. Just the fact that we're doing three different wineries, right? And we're doing one, one show is going to be their whites, and the other is going to be on the reds. Three different wineries. So we're actually knocking out for your listening pleasure and our yeah. drinking pleasure, right. uh, three podcasts tonight. Yeah, but then um, I, as a teaser, I want you, people to know that every year, Wine and Spirits magazine, they come out with a really good article, which I always like. 
I should say, I should say, a really good article, really good feature. It's a cover, a cover story for them. Is that they, they basically go through the top, uh, the top fifty restaurant and retail. Yeah, it's their you know, usually their April issue. Yeah. So, um, and let's be honest, um, you know, a lot of wines are easy to find, just you know, based on the power of their distribution and such. But so, I'm looking forward to doing some of the wines that are because we, you know, we get a lot of complaints that you know people say, "Well, I've never heard of this winery," or, or "I got to be on a wine club," or this and that. So, just so you know, after the the, the next two, they would do the whites and reds. Well, in in the next two podcasts, there are some readily available true wines without question. There, there's like there's the some, nine dollar range. There's some so red, $10 yeah, so, range. yeah, so. No, no real wine snobbery in the next. No, two. but 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 uh, and then for the th- for you, for those people who stick with us, the third one is going to be top fifty wines. So based restaurant on the, wines, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But we're not doing fifty. No, we're not doing fifty. As fun as it would be, How, well, we'll each choose one or two, or uh, yeah, something yeah, like maybe that. We each bring a, a red and a white. We, you know, we can we can make it a little series. Though. Maybe we could do. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, not. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. No, we, yeah. Yeah. We don't have to go back to the one Olympics thing. We that was that. brutal. That was brutal. That was tough. That, that was tough. brutal. People, people ask when we're doing it again. It's like, yeah. when will my body recover? Yeah. Well, oh, that's like watching the uh, David Hasselhoff uh, celebrity <laughs> roast. Yeah. Oh man, Those, that His, wine from China was rough. Oh yeah, and the India wine. Oh. oh. Yeah, people probably think we're joking. That, we actually try those. That, that was yeah. piss water from the Ganges River. I mean, it yeah. was horrible, <laughs> yeah, yeah. horrible, <laughs> terrible stuff. Yeah. I still cringe. I mean, it was just. I, I, I'm I'm convinced that there was something lost in translation where it says wine, but it's just alcohol, and there's it's not really wine. Oh but, yeah, that it, that was oh. like you know if you ever go to someone's house that has a rabbit and it pisses on the floor, that's what that Indian wine smelled like. Yeah, it was horrible. Wow. Um, Right. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, I have. Uh, well, actually, I want to talk about the uh, the first wine. I have two wines to talk about. Uh, two wineries to talk about and their wines, and then one wine that I want to give a dishonorable uh, mention to, or an honorable dismention to, however <laughs> you want to call it. So, um, you know, they have diff- there, there are different organizations that where you can get your your sommelier certification through. And for me, you know, I went through I went through one, and now I'm going through a big one that I'm going to I'm going to do in about a month or so. Anyway, so I've been getting together on a regular basis and blind tasting wines with various groups because because mm-hmm. you have to blind taste, you know, up to like 20 wines during the, during a test. And anyway, so for me, you know, when you're blind tasting, you're expecting a wine to be a certain way. Anyway, there, there were there were six of us, okay, and the fourth we we had 15 white wines. And then we, and we had ten red wines. I would have no enamel on my teeth. Well, with fifteen it, white wines. Well, the thing is, I mean, if you think about it, it's yeah, well, you know, we have water. Well, like, I just, I just think of the New Zealand tasting that we went to, where it was so, just my teeth hurt well, for no, a well, week. Well, well, like for example, there were of the fifteen white wines, there were three sparkling, and then there were twelve other white wines. Twelve whites. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so the the very, I'm trying to think what it was. It was the first non-sparkling white wine. Okay. And to me, at first, I got a whiff of like kind of like like cheap oak, like oak chips on the nose. So, uh, and then when I tasted it, it was like grapefruit pith and like lemon pledge. Wow. And anyway, we were all dumbfounded as to what this wine was. And some people thought it was like a cheap Italian Pinot Grigio. Some people thought that it was uh, an oaky, like an, kind of a, a, a 
anyway, an oaky saw blanc. But you know, you have to you have to guess the varietal. You have to guess the you know the the origin and the appellation. And we were all over the place, you know, as far as what people thought of this wine. And when we found out that it was a California Chardonnay, we were all fucking shocked. Wow. And the brand is Lockwood. Lockwood Chardonnay. It's a big brand. No. It does very well. Oh, it's distributed by the Costco. biggest distributor. Yeah, Costco probably sells it. I saw it, it there. Um, so, so Lockwood, you're saying like Cockwood? Yes, like Cockwood. <laughs> exactly. Um, but oh, Cockwood, and, and if, when you say Cockwood, that, for some people it gives a positive image. Oh, that's true. Oh, my God, the guy's got a really hard cock. Right. You know, good for him. God yeah. bless him. So in that sense, no, so like, there's nothing pot. This wine just sucks. It was funny. It was so bad that we, we, were have, we were doing this at a restaurant. Like, oh, you know what, maybe... Maybe that's old. You know, we opened that up a few hours. Let's get another fresh bottle for you. So they brought up two fresh bottles. Wow. It's like, wow, wow. this wine just sucks. Wow. And uh, so anyway, for, so for the, wine, the winemakers and for people who sell Lockwood, I feel sorry for you because that wine absolutely blows. So if you're out in a restaurant, it's a big chain wine. Um, I don't think it, it very well could be. We'll have to take a look, a, a list. It's not a top 50 wine. So that's like if you have some jackass sitting next to you, you yeah. order them a bottle of that. Absolutely. Hey, here right. you go, buddy. Yeah, yeah, here you go. Hey, yeah, exactly. You know, you know just, anyway, or some, some mouthy, you know, some right. mouthy whatever chick at the you know, next year. just like, I hate those people when they're at their table next to you and it's like they're talking so loud, it's like they're talking to you. So oh, yeah. you just want to turn them and say, excuse me, are you talking to me? Right. I'm sorry? Are you talking to me? Because I, you're, you, I can oh, hear yeah. like you're talking to me. Well, that was one of my grapes with, uh, where'd you guys meet, uh, uh, Austin Hope at that restaurant, oh, Blackburn. Uh, Blackburn, yeah, yeah. Same thing. You, they it, when you're packed in there at restaurants and people are right on you. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, anyway. Um, but anyway, so I, I just want to throw it out there that the Lockwood Chardonnay sucked. We tried it three different times. It was awful. It was at a, we were at a chain restaurant, so to speak, and it was like their glass pour Chardonnay. And anyway, it sucks. So wow. I would avoid that like the freaking plague. But that's my. I just want to start off with that. The next two will be a little bit different. So, well, I'm, I actually uh, I'm piggybacking two wines together, nice. and it's only because. Well, let me start out. Uh, Deerfield Ranch. Uh, I've had this bottle's been in my cellar for I don't know, like a, probably two years or so now. Yeah. Uh, and my cellar's impeccable. Humidity's perfect. Temperature's perfect. You know, no no issues with storage. And this is only an O four, so this is their O four Deerfield Ranch Old Vine. Um, what is it? Something Garcia Vineyard. Uh, retails around $46. It's, um, it's an 04. 04. Cabernet. Uh, Zen. 04 Zen. Well, let me get to it. Okay, so, yeah. popped it. Uh, this has, I sh- first thing, didn't even look at the alcohol volume. Alcohol volume on this is like 17.4. Wow. This sipped it. Whoa. No fruit. It was just like. Rubbing alcohol? Or rubbing no? alcohol, and all the fruit was dead. And so I'm like, you know what? I gotta have you know for and like I said, this is forty six bucks now. Mind you, their new O six uh, wine enthusiast gave them ninety five points and uh, it runs sixty dollars a bottle. So they might have improved. Yeah. Maybe this just didn't fare well aging wise. But I just thought to myself, I'm like, you know, O four is in. I've got a couple of those at the Bialis. I'm gonna pop the Bialy. I popped a uh, uh, let's see, it was the Grand Zin O four. Uh, thirty-five bucks, thirty-six bucks is what I paid for it, and that's uh, that's the retail price. And side by side, my wife was saying the same thing about the Deerfield uh, Deerfield Ranch. She was just like, "This is just like 
you know, someone mixed like rubbing alcohol and like, like grape jelly. I mean, it was just, it was horrible and, uh, enough that I dumped it right. first off. And, but when I did the side by side with Bialy, I mean, I had, I had my wife, you know, pour them in different glasses, you know, slide them around the Bialy full fruit, full body, just awesome. I mean, and, and there, these wines have been stored side by side. And so, I mean, it just goes to show you when, you know, it's done right. Yeah. It'll age when yeah. it's not done right. You'll see it's in, in, in imperfections. I mean, it was just not a uh, not a, actually. I even put it on a uh, on Facebook, and I think uh, one of our listeners in Australia, Justin, uh, I ended up we ended up popping a uh, a. Uh, I started actually been drinking a lot of uh, Australian wines, but I also had uh, we also opened up a uh, John Duval uh, Infinity, and that you know blew everything away that was just awesome and that also yeah. was an 04 uh but i'll yeah. get get to that stuff later yeah. on but uh again bialy outshined him and that was just like i said i was just trying to prove a point that you know you get a good 04 it'll last you get a bad 04 this thing was should have been drunk like two years ago well, and I, even I, then i don't even know if it would have been that good I mean, there are certain there are certain like really good zins like zin producers that that age well yeah like carlisle zins age really well storybook yeah. zins age really well well this is the ali zins you know, age really well i would love to go back and read like the professional reviews on this whether it's yeah. like i don't know if parker's ever reviewed them but read like a wine enthusiast or wine spectator just to see what like the aging uh, capability right. was because on seller tracker it's showing 2008 to 2030 yeah and i could tell you whoever saves this bottle till 2030 you're an asshole <laughs> so it's just like yeah. you know really well, yeah. this is like two years into its drinking range and it's right. horrible right. so yeah. that's a- that's a- my gripe a- a- sol and this this i gave an f because we dumped it so that's great well, love it all right, um, we got some fire in us tonight, right, T-Bone. Right. Let's go. What do you got? Yeah, fire and passion. <laughs> no, I got I got good things to say actually about the, oh, the next place. Oh God, uh, you soft cock! Yeah, no kidding. Um, when I was in the, when I was in Santa Barbara County, there I went to uh, Ganey uh, Vineyards, and Ganey's uh, located just in Santa Inez. Uh, it's probably one of the closest vineyards where I was to to where I was staying, and um, the, it's owned by um, the Ganey family. And uh, it, they've been in, in in Santa Barbara farming for forty seven years. The former vice president. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> daughter's a lesbian winemaker. Dick Ganey. <laughs> Dick Ganey. <laughs> oh my heart. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, they've they've been there for forty seven years. They purchased the land originally in uh, nineteen sixty two is is, um, is for a cattle ranch, and then in nineteen eighty. In the, in the early '80s, they started converting everything over into so to that's some fertilized ground. Then, yeah, I would think so. And Andrew Andrew Murray purchases a lot of grapes from him. They have an Andrew Murray uh, Ganey Vineyard uh, Pinot that he makes. Uh, uh, it's owned by uh, Dan Dan and Dan 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 Junior Dan Dan Senior. Dan Dan Junior now is taking over a lot of responsibilities. Um, I had a lot of the wines. Um, I did a tasting through there. And the ones that stood out to me the most were um, they have a um, 2007 Merlot, which really stood out to me the most. And it had they use Hungarian oak in this, and it had this nice spice component to it. Uh, and, and that was also found in their Syrah also. Mm. But the Merlot to me just had a more rounded uh, feel to it. Uh, really nice balance. A lot of a lot of dark black fruit up front. 
uh, with a, a load of spice. Well, that's pretty unusual because you know, Santa Inez, uh, Santa Barbara in general, I mean, there's some good Merlots, but it's not known for, you know, Bordeaux varietals. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it either. Yeah. You know, I drank their whole line, and um, they had a 2009 uh, Riesling that was phenomenal for $15. And uh, the, the, their Chardonnay, I think, is very popular there. Very oaky, buttery. It's like a butter bombed yeah. spice. Uh, if you love full, full, full on, uh, I'm sorry, Chardonnay with oak. It, yeah, I mean, if you like, it, it, what's it? What's 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 a famous um, oaky Chardonnay brand? Uh, what is it? Rumbauer. Yeah, Rumbauer. If you like Rumbauer, you love this wine. Okay, and for the price, it's like thirty eight dollars. I, I really like the Merlot a lot, though. Like if I had to yeah, go back and buy, yeah, those oaky buttery shards. If I drink too much of it, I get a headache. And, and they also had, they also had a really nice uh, Cab Franc. Uh, Funky. A little and, bit. Yeah, but, but it, yeah. You, if you're in if you're in uh, Solvang or Solvang, is it? Yeah. See, I'm pronouncing it Solvang, but that's how you spell it: S O L V A N G. Yeah. And we heard it's being spelled as like um, um, Solvang. Like you don't pronounce the, the G. it's not so yeah. hard. It's like Solvang, and right. uh, I'll tell you what, the beautiful place to go. Um, and if I had to recommend any of those wines, though, that I really enjoyed the Merlot and their Cab Franc. Those are the two two best wines that they have. I in the would menu. never think of. Uh, I would buy that just because you know it's an unusual varietal for that area. Yeah, it, you know it, it does really well. Though, I mean, Clendenin, Jim Clendenin does a a Petit Verdot. Yeah, you know, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's you know, it's pretty unusual. So that's cool. Okay, from there. From there. Yeah. Was yeah. it green or was it a, was it green? A little bit of green, yeah. Uh, but it it, it 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 like the Merlot. It had a real nice full full texture to it. It was it was a really good bottle of wine. Um, the the green wasn't that much though. I mean, it was it, it reminded me a lot like the Merlot. I mean, they're very similar varietals. So. Um, wow. Yeah, really good, really good wine though. But Ganey's beautiful place. So we went. We went there with our my, like a bunch of us. We, about eight of us went there, and um, so there are nine of you, and you had a uh, was it a, a Dodge Neon? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pull up at the winery with nine people jumping out. Well, like well, well, Dino, who we were with, uh, D- Dino's from Greece, and uh, he, and Dino was like, "Let's." G- <laughs> we're sitting there walking through. He goes, "What are the best bottles?" I said, "Well, his his daughter, who's dating uh, my my brother in law, he's like." I said, I said she really likes a Chardonnay, and I like them. And I like that Merlot, dude. You got to have so many freaking points. Not only are you with your in-laws, but you're with your in-laws, in-laws. <laughs> yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. But you're I a love, good man. I love Dino though. So Dino's like, let's go get drunk. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so we were we sat in the the front. Um, the front front grounds there, and we've yeah. seen all the employees leave, and they're like, "You have to go." I'm sorry, <laughs> the gate, you know, the gate, they close yeah, the gate, the gate, they close, they lock it down in about an hour. And I, I, that's awesome. You're getting kicked out of a winery. Yeah, yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we I, I, I think I drank eighty percent of that Merlot. So, so uh, I drove so home with one eye shut. Nice. Our, yeah. So Scott and I started out with F's. And what you, what you, what do you what do you give in the Merlot? The, the Merlot, uh, it's how like much a, is it? It's uh, forty eight dollars. Forty eight okay, fifty bucks for Merlot. Wow. It better be fucking good. And then the um, the Cab Franc is thirty eight. Uh, um, the, the Merlot. So would you pay forty eight for a Merlot? I'm sorry, it's thirty eight. Thirty eight. Forty um, bucks. Would you yeah, pay 40, forty bucks for a Merlot. That one I would. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, if I if I had to buy one, yeah, I, I liked it. 
Uh, that was the best cool. wine they had there. If you had 40 bucks to go, like, let's say it's your anniversary or something, and you want to go spend like 40 or 50 bucks on a bottle of wine. Well, my wife wouldn't like, didn't like it as much as I did, so oh, probably, you, okay. but, yeah. yeah she would, you wouldn't be in that. No. That's too bad. <laughs> but I liked it, though. Good. Great place to visit, at least. Cool. Um, so <clears throat> all the wines I'm trying, that I'm talking about tonight are all wines that I, that I blind tasted. And uh, the last wine I'm going to talk about is one I blind tasted, and I, and I guessed absolutely everyone else was wrong, and I, and I was I was 100% correct. But, you know, that's what I do. It's, it's um, good to be the Steve-O. Yeah. yeah. The, the, um, we did a podcast on Vouvray. Remember we did a podcast on Chenin Blanc? Yeah. And I love Chenin Blanc in fall, even though it's still technically, obviously, summertime. I love Vouvray. I love Chenin Blanc in fall. They have this, you know, typically speaking, you know, they tend to be, um, you know, a little bit less, uh, I should say, a little bit lighter um, than Chardonnay. Um, but they tend to have these nice, real nice sort of apple flavors to them. Apple and um, anyway, really yeah, I could, just I could see, ones. I could see fall, yeah, because of the spice. Yeah, and well, then you, and just, you just think about you know things that you know they, they things that they match well with you know like apple foods, you know like uh, you know pumpkins and things like that. Anyway, I, I digress. So one of the wines that we were given and we all had guessed wrong from a flavor standpoint, this had like a real applesauce quality to it. Like applesauce and kind of like almost like a like a applesauce. You remember when we were, when we were kids? We had Libby's, Libby's, Libby's on a label, label, label. Yeah, you know, you know they had a little like sure. apple pear cocktail. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. You know, those little shitty things that came in a can. You know, and they'd have like the little pear cut up and the the apple cut up. All in sugar water. Yeah. Anyway, this had this type of quality to it, the sweetness to it, but the wine had nice acidity, had this nice citrus, but it had this real fruit punch quality to it. And we're all trying to think. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't petroled enough, and it wasn't acidic enough to come across as a riesling. And it was a little bit bigger bodied. And rieslings are always really kind of punchy on the nose. They're really quite aromatic. This wine wasn't really aromatic. It was. It was fruity on the nose, but it wasn't. Um, and the other thing is that it wasn't peachy the way a lot of rieslings can be. It was definitely more like, you know, like apple cider and applesauce. With a little bit of like pear cocktail kind of mixed in, it was delicious, but simple and just we couldn't really you know, I you know I guessed Vouvray, someone else guessed Riesling, someone else we were all we were all kind of all over the place. Like I guessed Vouvray, meaning a French Chenin Blanc, and someone else had guessed a South African Chenin Blanc. You know, we were all but we found out that it was uh, it was a Oregon Pinot Gris. Wow. So we were all way off. Yeah, yeah. And the it's one that we've had before from a winery that we've talked about before is Alcove Pinot Gris. Yeah, okay, sure. And it was the 2009, which is a warm vintage. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that I love Oregon Pinot Gris, but the ones that I sell are very different from this. Alcove, and this is something the reason why I'm bringing this up, is that a lot of times um, you might have, like, let's just say, for example, that you have... Um, Let's say from Chenin. Remember we did Chenin wines? Let's say you, you have a Chenin Pinot Gris at someone's house. You're like, wow, I really like this Oregon Pinot Gris. And then you go to a restaurant, and you're like, oh, they have an Oregon Pinot Gris on the menu. And so you want to order it because, like, oh, I really like the Pinot Gris. Well, all I'm going to say is this, is that you really need to ask the, the, you know, the wine, you know, the sommelier or the wine director or whatever, what kind of Pinot Gris is this? And you hope they've had it. And you hope, yeah, you, you hope that they were the one who picked it or somebody's actually working there that knows about yeah. that wine. Because, um, like, for example, one that I sell, Lemelson, uh, is great, but in a very different way. 
it's very limey and it's like lime meringue and it's very crisp and bright and a little bit round on the palate but it's a bright pretty crisp pinot gris um the elk cove is not it's a really fruity uh you know it's crisp but very very fruity almost has a sweetness to it yeah um now the reason why i say this is that if i was at a thai restaurant and i was having some spicy food uh, or, you know, uh, if I was like in an Indian restaurant or something, I would love to have the alcove because that sweetness sure. would match beautifully with it, you know. Um, but if I was having some, some delicate, like if I was having some salmon or, you know, some, some nice white fish, I, I wouldn't want to go to this route. Mm-hmm. So I love alcove. I love, you know, they, they do a great job with their wines. But the, their wines always, their Pinot Gris, another one is uh, Four Graces, by the way. There's another one that you see often that always has a bit of RS. What I mean by a little bit of, always has a little bit of residual sugar. That's kind of their style. Um, so, but so for those of you who, have like, who like a little, like a little more fruit, a little more fruitiness, uh, less acidity, th- you know, this is this is a, a really nice, you know, really nice Pinot Gris. But uh, you know, it's come with, almost a little more Alsatian in style. If that makes any sense. Um, but it is definitely not like typical crisp, bright that type of Pinot Gris. So anyway, um, it's very nice. Uh, Basically, you know, you'd find this anywhere from, I would say, retails on average for about 16 bucks, maybe $16, $17. Yeah. And uh, Elk Cove is, uh, the reason why I'm saying this is that I think the Elk Cove was a top 10 of restaurant Pinot Gris, Pinot slash Pinot Grigios. Mm-hmm. So, but that being said, if you're used to Santa Margarita, which is a really crisp, dry um, Pinot Gris, then you have, actually, did we do this? Pinot Gris in our Pinot Gris podcast. Uh, which recently, one again? The Elk Cove. I thought we did, and I think we. I think that you know what? It's funny. I think we did, but anyway. So uh, Elk Cove is is a fruity, almost off dry Pinot Gris. I wouldn't say not sweet, not dessert sweet, but definitely off dry. So some people, when they think Pinot Grigio, they think that's going to be crisp and dry, and that's basically what I want to tell is that Elk Cove is not a crisp dry. So it's not everyone's style. Not so much. Not so much. But it's still, I think, you know, like I said, for for what it is, I think it's well-made, and I think it's tasty, and, and I think it definitely has its place. So, But uh, like I said, when you ask for Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio at a, at a restaurant, be sure to ask, you know, your server or, you know, the wine director or the Somme, someone there, whether it's a, a crisp or whether it's off-dry or whether it's rich or what have you. So, Because Pinot Gris is almost like Chardonnay is that you never know what you're going to get. Hmm. Cool. Good advice, Steve. Yeah, because I mean that that would suck though. You go there and you get thinking it's one yeah. thing and it's yeah, wow. Um, I'm gonna actually do a because uh, to be honest, I've been drinking mainly like this summer. I've been going the uh, microbrew route uh, from I've done the uh, beers around the world. Yeah. Um, but one thing, and I was kind of waited out the beginning of the summer. I had tons and tons of white wine. I was buying white wines left and right, so I was craving some like big kind of ballsy uh, reds. So I uh, dug deep into my cellar, not very deep, but I ended up uh, going with three different 04 Australian Shiraz. I had the Branson Coach House, uh, their Coach House Shiraz, uh, Chris Ringland's Three Rings Reserve, uh, which I had mentioned before, the 04 uh, John Duval uh, Entity. And I got to tell you, all four of these completely delicious my favorite of the bunch the entity uh, entity yeah the uh branson coach awesome. house uh 
had this years ago, and I remember I liked it so much I ended up buying it, and yeah, I've sat on this one for uh, quite a while, but Branson Coach House is actually uh, the Malcolm Astepen, A-S-P-D-E-N, Astepen, uh, the guy that owned it passed away, and uh, the guys from Two Hands raised about a million five to actually buy the winery, so now it's actually run by Two Hands, but they still have it as the, the same... Uh, area which you know they do small lots and uh this is one it's it is on the pricey side uh this shown it retails around 86 dollars a bottle but i gotta tell you it was that dark rich kind of you know almost purpley shiraz that uh you know the kind that i love and the fruit was beautiful awesome fruit nice long uh fruit driven finish not like with spice, not like alcohol-wise. It was just a great balance to it. Uh, the Three Rings, uh, Shiraz, really good, too. Uh, I thought for the price of being $57, thought it was a little overpriced. I think at the $40 mark, that would have been good. And the uh, John Duvall, I actually got this one on sale for uh, $34, $35 a couple of years ago, and that was delicious, too. So. Yeah, the, the, there's, so the 04... There's the Entity, and he does the Plexus, which is Plexus, the, yeah. the Rhone blend. The right. Fucking awesome wine. Yeah, the uh, yeah. 04 is good in my book, though. I know we've talked about it years ago, but like going back to it, that's really held its own. And that's it's awesome. And John Duvall should be known for her, um, working at Penfolds. Penfolds, right. He made yeah. Grange. He made Grange. Oh, yeah, yeah, for ages. Well, yeah, I remember a couple... You, you, never, you and I have had some... Bad luck, like with O twos, yeah, threes. I remember a month or so ago, we we pulled out some O twos, some O threes, and we're like, Jesus, well, it was all wood and no fruit, and like, what the? Fuck and that was one of the things that after having the Deerfield Ranch and it being an O four, I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to try across the board, you know, some different O fours and see how they're living up. Well, the Australians have not. You know, they've been only fantastic. I mean, they've been really good, and then the Bialys held up really well too. So that's cool. Very nice. Well, last uh, one I'm going to talk about is um, it's something of sort of bit to hard to d- describe because it's really hard to get information on. It's uh, I went to a restaurant in, in when I was in Los Angeles, and on the menu it had um, Pichon Longleville, and it was forty no it was sixty eight dollars a bottle. I said, "Well, wow. I, I said I asked the guy, is it two thousand six? I'm like." Yeah, I'll, I'll buy a bottle of that. I'm thinking, well, what, yeah. they miss market or something? A guy comes up to the table, and he works um, for the distributor. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm, I volunteer time here. They, they buy a lot of my wine. So it's a bottle that his company, he claims, imported. And it is um, in big letters across the front. It says, Puyak. Yet in the bottom, it says, um, Pichon um, Longleville. So he explained to me, he goes, this is the third growth. And I said, well, you should probably have that on the menu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, n- not that I, I wasn't expecting it to buy, to get the, 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 the right. gra- you know, the premier label. I, yeah. I was just expecting a little bit more of a description. And I'll tell you what, he, um, he poured it and it was, it was phenomenal. And for, it was a 2006, uh, it's so hard to, to, to find this and just find information on it because it's a third label. But it's clearly they don't want 
it to be associated that much with them. Is you the know? second one, is it called, is it a Comtesse de la Lanne? La, la, or, uh, no, let me. There's, there's Pichon Longueville and then, oh no, I'm, you know what I'm thinking of? Is I'm thinking of the, uh, the Pichon Lalande, the, the yeah, second the is the Comtesse de la Lande. Right. The Pichon Longueville, I, I don't know who, what there's, I forgot what, uh, yeah, the 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 Lalande. Yeah, that's actually my one of my brother Chris's favorites is the Lalande. I like the yeah. Longueville. Yeah. better. Yeah, me too. There's the Tourelles. Yep. And then there's the um, the the Baron, you know, Pichon Baron, yeah. and then um, and then there's this, which is, you know, I even searched for it, I couldn't find much information the about it. Tourelles, it's uh, Lindsay Lohan and Sandra Bernhardt. Yeah. <laughs> Hey oh, the, the tour, tour Les, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, her DJ, her... Oh, oh Samantha. Samantha, Samantha Ronson. Ronson, oh. yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, wait, oh, wait, wait, no, actually, wasn't, wasn't didn't, um, uh, what's your name, play her in the movie Boys Don't Cry? Um, oh, uh, <laughs> Chad Lowe's wife, I can't think of her <laughs> oh, name. Oh, she, divor- she divorced his ass. Right, She right. dumped his ass. Oh, yeah. That she crying, got weepy pussy. Yeah, she got an Oscar, bye. Yeah, see so, ya. Yeah. You were I always yeah. were the ugly brother. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I always wanted your brother, and we're, you're done. I, but I've I heard that before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice one. I like your brother better. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, but so he brought the bottle out, and I'll tell you what. Uh, just a beautiful, elegant wine. Where it had just t- if you if you're a fan of those velvety structured wines. Um, as far as a flavor profile on it, it was pretty limited, but it, the structure of it just was just beautiful. It's like this velvety, light wine. Um, for I looked it up online. You can find it from anywhere from 28 to about $60. Wow. The same bottle of wine. You know, it's like, it seems like it's like a gray market wine. It's, right. it, production's about 8,500 cases. Yeah. Um, yet, if you can find it, I'd buy it. Well, and know? it's probably some staying time too. A, a little bit, you know. I think I think with that third label, it's sort of meant to, to be drunk pretty soon. Yeah. But but I'll tell you what, they're uh, probably not getting any new barrels on that, right? No, yeah. no, oh no. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. And in 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 the Medoc where that's from, it's I think Parker said it was an average year for the Medoc. Yeah, it was like eighty, yeah. 87, 80 points, eighty eight yeah, points, something like that. Yeah. But this wine, for the money, after following all the all the expensive wine that came out of two thousand five, right? To have this two thousand six that was enjoyable, right. and affordable from Bordeaux, yeah. It was for me. It, it was a find, you know. It was sixty it, bucks on the menu. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it was great. It was yeah, great. The nice. one, the wine that, that this guy loved was the Sticks and Stones. Um, yeah. And that's that's what he recommended the most. That's yeah. like he's like if you have anything, I get the sticks and stones. Um, yeah, that's what he. Wanted. Last time I've had that, it was kind of in like that funk stage. The sticks and stones. Well, sticks and stones is made by um, Lena Clodo. Yeah, Lena Clodo. Yeah. yeah, I've got a ton of that. I mean, I right. literally have like cases and cases of different. You, you and I had one of those about f- three or four months ago, yeah. and it was it was in that funky stage. Yeah, it was kind of funky where I think flabby. it's going from. Way, way too young to it's not quite their age yet. Right. Right. So I'm actually going to forget about them for, you know, another year or two. I'll find out what happens. So I think that's it. Is that it? Or yeah, I'm done? good. Right. Yeah. So next week uh, we've got mystery whites. And then the week after that we have uh, reds. So, <laughs> well, we got to figure a name out. Um, yeah. You know, if it's we'll the it uh, really something. We'll figure it out. The name will come up. You'll see it in a week. Check it out. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening. Hey, check out our Facebook. Eighty round. Well, what? Almost eighty-three hundred people on it on our group page. So. No kidding. Well. Alrighty. Cheers. Yeah. Peace. Keep whining. Yeah.
Employco presents Great Moments in Freedom. General Roosevelt, oh, the Rough Riders are ready to charge the hill, sir. Bully, Sergeant, bully. But these insurance claims have me tied up in knots, and I haven't even begun to fight with the payroll. But, sir, you Sorry, have to... boys. San Juan Hill will just have to wait. Oh. I still have to find better health insurance rates for the boys and figure out this blasted vacation schedule. Oh, nope, sir. this is going to take some time. But, sir, the Rough Riders... Where? Hey, maybe if you bring in those troops from over at Employco... Employco? Yeah. Never heard of them. Oh, that's because they speak softly but carry a big stick. Mm. They handle employee benefits, payroll, human resources, workers' comp, uh. so you can do what you do best, sir. You can call them on your way down the hill. Bully, Sergeant! Bully! Employco! Now, this is what I call a great moment in freedom. I'll tell the man! Hmm, speak softly and carry a big stick. I kind of like that. Maybe I can use it somewhere. Great moments in freedom from Employco. Call us at 800-459-9800 and give yourself the freedom to succeed. Call 800-459-9800 or visit Employco.com.